hi all. Welcome to another episode in the Leading Safely podcast. In the last episode, I spoke with President and CEO of JFE Shoji Power, Canada. And for those avid listeners amongst you, you might have heard me ask Ron one additional question after the three standard ones that I normally ask. That extra question was, what was his opinion on incentivizing HSE metrics? For those of you who know me, or those of you who have come to know me through this podcast, you will know that this is a topic I am super passionate about. So today's episode is all about why an organisation should not incentivize HSE metrics. To begin with, I probably need to define a few key parts of this topic. Mainly, what does incentivize mean and what do HSE metrics refer to? For the term incentivizing, I purely mean adding a dollar figure, a bonus, or some sort of prize of value. With the term HSE metrics, I'm referring to any old school safety activity, safety work, whatever you would like to call them, that you can add a target to. This includes hazard reporting, safe act observations, safety interactions, safety shares, in-field leadership visits, inspections, audits, personal risk assessments, risk assessments, critical control verifications, LTIFR, TRIFA, and the list goes on. Dan Pink, in his book Drive, extolled the science behind incentives known since the 1945s. He concludes that there is a mismatch between what science knows and what business does. Even though science has proven that incentives don't work to change behaviour, companies still do it. Now, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that us mere health and safety professionals are not worthy of a performance bonus, because I will always, always argue that HSE should be seen as part of the greater leadership team in any organisation. I am simply saying that I have years of lived experience working for organisations in heavy industry where incentivising HSE metrics had a very negative effect. For example, I worked for a very large mining organisation that paid a monthly bonus. I think the intent was from a good place, as the bonus was made up of two components, production and health and safety. The project manager and senior leaders determined the HSC metrics and communicated these down the line every month. The organisation was also super traditional, where the HSC team completed and managed all health and safety duties required to be undertaken to achieve this bonus. And by this I mean, The HSC team were the only ones completing inspections and audits, recording in-field observations or safety interactions. Now, we've all heard the term HSC business partner, where safety professionals are meant to partner with the business. Well, in this case, we were like HSC business parents, because I swear I felt like the shift boss's mother when I had to nag them to get some assistance in completing the ridiculous safety work. I remember one month, the metrics were around safety observations and a roster had been drawn up for our team to head underground with a member of the leadership team. The metric was simple. Everyone had to do at least one safety observation. The HSC team did more than one every day as we were constantly underground, but trying to get a senior leader to come along for the ride was like pulling teeth. They would agree to be there or come pick us up and then cancel or literally not turn up at all. They wouldn't respond to emails or phone calls, and when you did get to ask why they didn't actually turn up, it was literally like talking to a child. Oh, I forgot, or the dog ate my homework. There was no sense of understanding and no sense of value, and just a complete and utter lack of care. 
So when it came time to tally up the numbers, the site team had obviously not met their HSE goal of all leaders completing at least one observation. And so everyone in the leadership team lost $2,400 from their pay that month. Now, can you imagine what it is like being in a team responsible for a production oriented leader losing such a great amount of money from their pay? To say that we were hated is an understatement. Incentivizing HSE metrics just creates division and bad blood between teams. It does not speak to a unified workplace working towards a common goal at all. The other side to this situation is when you add a number to things like hazard reports, you completely lose value in them. So staying with this same organisation, it was the HSC team's responsibility to ensure that every single worker had completed at least one hazard report per month. I was personally responsible for reading every single one, completing the data entry and updating an Excel spreadsheet that was displayed on four large TV screens in the pre-shift meeting room. The Excel spreadsheet had the names of every worker and beside their name was a red or green box that signalled whether or not they had submitted a hazard report for the month. I saw the reactions and responses, both with the involved worker and the rest of the crews, when someone did not complete a hazard report. Sometimes the crew would rile them up and give them rubbish for not completing it. Sometimes in a joking manner and sometimes not. Sometimes the worker would be ashamed and would go red in the face when the shift boss made a note to call their name out in front of 120 of their peers and ask why they hadn't done one. Sometimes those tiny bits of paper went to a leading hand or a supervisor, got covered in dirt and grime and never left the supervisor's desk. Then there were my favourites, the creative hazard reports. As I mentioned earlier, the crew knew that I read every single one of them. So my favourites were the ones that said, hi Georgina, I'm really liking what you've done with your hair today. Or the, how many fitters does it take to change an LV tyre jokes? My all-time favourite, though, was a hazard report that came in for a spider that had crawled above a worker's head while he drove his vehicle onto site. He had adequately described the hazard and the controls, including eliminating it with a newspaper. But the best bit was the picture that had been drawn of the spider with a label that said, life-size. For your information, I counted it and I recorded every hazard report regardless of its content, because for me, the entire exercise was a farce and I did not want to feel responsible for the humiliation of any single worker. Incentivizing HSE metrics disintegrates any fathom of quality you think you will get from whatever activity you've created that target for. Now, all jokes aside, there is also a more serious negative side to incentivizing these HSE metrics as well. And that is that it drives a culture that is based on non-reporting and an environment when an injury does occur, workers feel like they have to remedy it themselves as they don't want to be recorded or reported anywhere for fear that a bonus is going to be lost. In a different role, I worked for a major Australian construction firm that was super proud of its TRIFA and its LTIFR. Those figures were used for tendering, so they had to be kept tight. Unfortunately, this did not mean that HSC with this company was tight. In fact, it was the complete polar opposite. I literally was crying every three days in this role. There was breaches of legislation occurring left, right and centre, and I personally paid for things like site sheds and temp fencing out of my own pay. Absolutely horrendous, horrendous work environment. 
we utilised a lot of contractors and when a contractor was injured there was a lot of fluffing about from an organisational standpoint to ensure that the LTI would not impact our stats. Remember, we had to maintain that facade on paper. However, the other thing that happened other than the fluffing around was contractors did not want to let go from the project, regardless of how bad their injury was. They hardly ever went to hospital. And if it was something like a serious laceration that potentially needed stitches, they would find a tube of superglue and do their own home job first aid. The things I saw and experienced while working for this organisation genuinely changed my life and I gained a whole nother perspective on legislative requirements and ethics, values, integrity, and standing up for what is right, not just what is right on paper. So then, what are the alternatives to incentivising HSC metrics? Well, firstly, make HSC business as usual, not a separate function, not a list of duties or activities that safety professionals complete for the business. Being safe, needs to be a value that is instilled in every employee at every level of the organisation and it needs to be as important to the organisation as production and profits. A psychologically safe work environment is highly critical for success as well, one where workers feel safe enough to speak out and up about safety issues without fear of losing their job or their level within the organisation and where workers know that no job is so important that it should be done at personal risk. Secondly, worker safety needs to be a commitment for all leaders within the organisation. The influence definitely needs to come from the top down. When executives, managers, supervisors, leaders, etc. are actively engaged in the organisation's safety efforts, workers will notice. Leaders can demonstrate their commitment to safety by following the company's safe work procedures, listening to and acting upon employees' concerns, and actively participating in safety meetings. Leaders need to lead by example, walk the walk and talk the talk. Next, consult, consult, consult. Involve workers in the safety process. Encourage employees to take part in making the workplace safe by including them in safety committees, inspections, audits, incident investigations and anything else that is HSE related. Give them time to participate during their regular work hours and then recognise their efforts. Find out what motivates them to work safely. Finally, in my last episode, Ron also spoke about rewards versus recognition. Understand that even the most creative incentive program won't get you the result you want, a workplace where nobody gets hurt. Safety incentive programs can take money out of an organisation's bottom line without a significant or sustainable return on investment. Instead of focusing on an incentive program, make motivation a priority for executives, managers and supervisors. Get them to commit to investing their time and effort to improving their safety and encourage workers to do the same. Recognise their safety accomplishments and ensure that workers feel as though a genuine care is being demonstrated through whatever type of recognition is being provided. When I think back to the organisations that I've really enjoyed working for, it is those that have recognised the efforts of their workers that stand out the most to me. This recognition fostered an environment of collaboration and genuine care for wanting to see others succeed as well as keeping each other safe. In summary, incentivising HSC metrics is not something I will ever subscribe to. It only contributes to safety work and not the safety of work. It also does nothing for understanding work is intended versus work is done, 
completely going against the principles of human and operational performance. Well, that brings us to the close of another episode. I hope that you've enjoyed this one and don't forget that my new initiative, the HSEC, the Health Safety Environment Collective, is hosting the first ever event today at 5pm Australian Eastern Standard Time. HSEC is basically a group of people from a variety of organisations across any industry and open to any role or level within an organisation who cares about worker health, safety or environment. The aim is to bring people together, share insights and learn from each other, all for the greater good of keeping workers safe. So if this sounds like something you're definitely interested in attending either in person or virtually, it is this evening, so please reach out to me on LinkedIn. Other than that, until next time, stay safe.